it's interesting because once you get around people who want to be better, not only does it make you want to be better, but it actually does make you better. So it's almost like by osmosis, you start getting better. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Aaron LeBauer. Welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour Podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful physical therapy practice without the headaches or conflict of interest that insurance companies bring. Before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the essential steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then go to cashptchecklist.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T dot com. Enter your first name and email and you'll get this essential checklist right away. Thanks, and now on to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host, and today I have my special guest is Jake Campos, and this is an episode that I was putting off for a while because Jake is the secret behind a lot of my success, and so we're pulling back the with the curtains, and I'm going to show you behind the scenes about what's working for us in our clinic and even Facebook ads for the coaching business, because Jake is my Facebook ads expert, marketing expert, ClickFunnels funnel expert, etc. So Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Awesome, Aaron. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is great. So Jake and I started working together almost a year and a half ago, and within the first month, things uh, really transformed. Not only did I get back a lot of my time from doing my own ads, but the costs and relevancy and et cetera, like the results I was getting from my ads, we tripled it in a few, just a short time. So Jake and I talk every week, multiple times. And a lot of the things we talk about are, you know, how do we optimize Facebook and how do we these things? And we see what people are doing and trying to do. And so wanted to have him on the show to make sure that not only we go through you know, marketing stuff, but even sales and conversions because Jake was a personal trainer, et cetera. So I'm going to let him talk a little bit now. So Jake, welcome to the show. Can you just give us a little background about, you know, where, who you are? Like you have a strength training background. Can you talk about like, how'd you go from, you know, graduating high school, you know, and then becoming like a Facebook ads, like guy, there's like a, you know, training and baseball and all this stuff in between. Oh, yeah, it's actually, it goes in this, this is dive into this wormhole. So after high school, went to, I went to Texas A&M, actually uh, originally went in for engineering. So that's kind of already how my mind, the very mathematical, mm-hmm. already very analytical, kind of learned that throughout the years. But then I ended up graduating with a nutrition degree. So switched it. Yeah. Ended up doing strength conditioning for interning in college, for other colleges after graduated. And then I ended up going to pro baseball. So I worked for two different professional baseball teams and worked in their affiliates and things like that. And after I got out of that, I was like, all right, I got to start my own business. So I got to do, I got to do some training. Uh, that's, I, I really didn't plan on working for like a big Globo gym. So I was, I was in a CrossFit, so I trained at a CrossFit gyms and things like that. 
And that's where the kind of the marketing started. So mm-hmm. I know I skipped a lot of years. Uh, <laughs> well, you were I, even ROTC in college, right? Like, yeah, so I was in the Corps of Cadets at Texas A&M. Yeah, so okay. there was a whole thing about about learning, you know, leadership and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, a whole trial by fire, if you will, <laughs> you know, dude, just going through everything. And uh, that was really fun. So that's, I guess also that's part of a reason why shrink conditioning seemed like such a natural fit, mm-hmm. is, you know, very structured, very, very everything. So, and again, I'm pretty analytical. So that's just what kind of goes through, you know, my head at that time. So very structured and analytical, but yeah, so I had to start marketing this, this fitness business after, after all that. And that's, that was pretty tough because you try to separate yourself from just being a personal trainer. Yeah. And so that's where I had to start learning sales and marketing and, and things like that. Right. That was when I had to start implementing it at least. Uh, Cause you always had to get people to buy into your programs. You always had to get people to buy into you as a person, but not necessarily, you know, selling them a big package, you know, where when I was, when I got out, I was, I was actually fortunate enough to meet people to teach me how to do higher ticket personal training. So, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, you know, my packages, you know, I, I would always hear, you know, places like golds and things like that. They would charge $500 for a month of, of personal training. I was like, man, that's insane. Cause you know, it just didn't, it didn't register, you know, per person at that time, you know, a lot of PTs don't necessarily think about the, their, themselves as like having a package in their business. It's just so, kind of like, so go back. And so you're talking about packages and when you're talking about PTs, are we talking just be, I want you to be clear, like personal yeah. trainers, physical therapists, oh, physical therapists. Yeah. Physical yeah. therapists, personal trainers and, and everyone else that kind of has to kind of do this on their own. If they do on their own, they kind of already, they kind of get it a little bit. They kind of know that there's a strength cycle, especially with us. It's like 12 weeks is mm-hmm. three months is a good strength cycle. So I can see some good, impact after about 12 weeks of training, three months of training. So that's kind of how I used to base things when I would sell people under personal training or coaching. And so I started selling at these higher prices, higher than golds, higher than, I started, I started learning, separating myself uh, with a price. And yeah, I, I, it, I guess it, it helped that, you know, with my own confidence that I was, I already worked in professional baseball and things like that. But you know, I had taught my, my trainers, uh, at the CrossFits and things like that to, Hey, you're going to do personal training, get your separate yourself from other, from other people, like double that price with what it is just cause it makes you seem more, not only is it a bigger perception, but you can actually do more. So I would buy people things with that extra money. I wouldn't just right. at all, you know, So how much are we talking? Like, so just so for clarity for everyone mm-hmm. listening, you know, Jake went to Texas A&M, he got out became a, a strength coach in mm-hmm. baseball, major league baseball, mm-hmm. doing personal training, but you're now talking about, you know, like, okay, I'm selling high ticket personal training. You know, if gold is doing $500 a month for what one training session a week, I was always, you know, told that it was, it was a kind of varied, I guess, with personal trainers, yeah. but it was, I, I always thought it was like three times a week. It was kind of yeah. what I was, yeah. And then what do you, what were you doing when you're doing high ticket, you know, personal It was training? actually 5,000 for three months. Okay. That's how I wrapped my head around that at that time. Yeah. Um, so did I have different package price points? Yeah. I mean, it just depended. And my last, and in very, my very last, you know, stint of, of training people was probably around 
it was one time a week and it was, it was like six fifty a month or something okay. like that. So it was, it, I, I, your prices had to raise, you know, and, and depending on where I was at, I, we can go into where I moved to the reason yeah. I kind of had to drop it, but it was still double the price everywhere else. So we'll talk, we could talk about that too. <laughs> so were you doing just three months for $5,000? So which is like, it's like 1800 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. Three so times a week. Mm-hmm. We're using another thing though, Aaron. Um, I think a lot of, but so I had to hit in my head. I had different goals. First, it was like, all right, first I have to make rent. I have to, I have to make, I have to eat food, you know? So that was the first things in my head, you know, the survival part. And, and then it became our, right, what else do I have? I have car payment. I have to, I have to, I want to buy different things. Okay. So that was what I was saying. Like, that's how much money I have to make. Mm-hmm. And then it became, you know, what's the extra I can go either invest in or, you know, cooler stuff, go, go do better experiences or whatever, you know? So in my head, it was all right, 5k. That's what's going to, that's what's going to work. And I really wasn't thinking about per month. I was thinking about a three month or six month deal. So 5k, I didn't even really break it down to how much that was an hour. Cause right. that, that's not the way I was trying to, to view my time. Well, that's probably not what people want to hear either. You know, yeah. <laughs> they, they want a result and they're willing to pay $5,000 for a result. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I mean. That's exactly what we would give them. That's exactly what I would do is I would sell the result. I would sell them the experience. I wouldn't sell them the, here's what we're going to do per hour and all that. I would, I have a little presentation with them. I'd, I'd sell them. I'd sell them on my assessment of them. Mm-hmm. And each assessment would so first start off as 150. I think we've talked about that. And then it rose up to 250 after I had a full book yeah. and it was, you know, I, I would take that 250 off their total. And so it felt like I was giving them something if they bought and no matter what they bought or not, I would still give them something physical like, you know, FMS and all that other, you know, measurements and things like Mm -hmm. that. Strength, strength tests. So they at least came away with something and like a vision. I would always give them a vision too, a vision of their, like, even if they didn't work with me, here's, here's a sheet. Here's, you know, or your vision also, what you told me you wanted and, you know, you can go do this on your own. I mean, I don't have, I'm not, I wasn't really partial to anything. I was like, all right, I know I can help you, but right. if you don't, if you don't work with me, that's okay. I still want to give you something, a little bit of something to help you. And you know, guess what? I still had my, my phone number on it. I still had my website on it. I still had, so their vision with my number and my contact info mm-hmm. at the bottom, we would sign the vision together and we, you know, they would just have that, you know, and then I would follow up with them. If they'd ever signed up, I'd follow up with them personally. Cause it wasn't like I had thousands of people on an email list at that time. Right. It wasn't. So the sale was very important at that time. And that okay. was, you know, that's what I was doing. I mean, one, I wanted to give people some context because a lot yeah. of people listening aren't, aren't fitness. I've learned right. a ton about how to run my business mm-hmm. and be successful from the fitness industry. You, um, Bedros, other people that are doing fit. I mean, it's just like even yoga, uh, the yoga studio I go to here, the Baptiste Power Yoga, you know, I've modeled how I want my employees to operate based on that because it's a sim, they, when you go to Baptiste Yoga, it's a similar, it's a consistent product that they offer multiple times a day. I want a consistent product. I don't want my product varying. So, so that's the context. And so let me ask you this question. So when someone's sitting in front of you and they want to get stronger, faster, lose some weight, you know, whatever, look better in their clothes, 
what is what is the one or two most powerful questions that you ask them to figure out what it is they want and to get them to agree to a $5,000 or $10,000 strength training program? I got two at the top of my head. It's, it's funny. It, was, it went on a little longer than this, but it was two for sure that I would always ask. And if I was going to do it right now, part number one is like seven parts. It would be, the, it's called the seven whys. So they want to lose weight. And, and I wouldn't say just why, why, why it would just be like, all right, so what's, why is it so important that you lose weight right now? And they give me their answer. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go off that. And I say, well, why, why would that even, you know, I want to lose weight because I'm going to look better at, at the beach. Right. And, uh, I was like, well, why is it so important that we need to look better at the beach? Cause you know, you told me this, right. Mm-hmm. And you know, they find out that like about five questions, five, four or five whys in, it becomes really, really tough to answer those questions. And it actually makes people quite emotional because they really don't think that deep. And mm-hmm. Obviously, I have to build a little bit of rapport with the people before I start getting that deep with them. But like, it, it, it you know, it becomes very important to, for them to understand why are they even going to want to work. Like, this is not just. Well, I always try to do this. This is not just personal training. This is, this is like actually maximizing your, you're optimizing your life. And so, this is not just. Uh, you know, we're not just going to sit there and do bicep curls and bench press we're actually going to, you know, train your body, train your mind. And it was, it was a, once they, it, most people had a, a good understanding of what I was talking about in this experience, I wanted to kind of bring them through. And then the, it became easier when I had testimonials, <laughs> you know, once other people were t- like, you know, referring me, it became a lot easier. But in the very beginning, I remember it was those, those seven whys were very important for a lot of people and it helped create a vision mm-hmm. for, for, for people. And that's kind of where I had that little vision sheet. So yeah, that's, that's the first question. Why seven times and, and make it a conversation. Right. And the second one is the Dan Sullivan question. If we were working together three years from now, looking back on that three years, what has happened? So that's the difference is what has happened. I try to, you know, the, the whole point of the Dan Sullivan question is to kind of put them in a place of like, you know, time is relative, you know, anyway, put them in a place of, all right, it's, it's 2019 now. So 2022. I'm looking back at 2019 and now I can go to 2020, 2021. And now I can see, I, can, I, I have to tell you or the client has to tell me what, what has happened during working with me mm-hmm. that has made them hit their goals in so many words. You can probably just go Google the dance level question. It'll tell you exactly what the question is, but the whole gist of it is to kind of bring them back into time, even though time is now, and then have them describe what it is like and what their effort is and like what they've had to eat and what they, you know, what is their breakfast like? And it's just, it's a very powerful thing and it, it gets them thinking of moving forward with their journey, not necessarily like you're just you, but with what they have to do to make mm-hmm. sure uh, they hit that goal that they've already described to you in those seven whys. So right. that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, we'll put, uh, we'll definitely get that in the show notes or put a link to the Dan Sullivan book. In there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Go, everyone get that book. So, very short read. Right. Right. And it's very, it's great and powerful. So, let's see. The next thing I kind of wanted to ask or go down was okay, so you've got, so you're doing strength training. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's forward to your story. 
Like there was a time when you were doing strength training and then we met. And by the time we met, you were already kind of doing some Facebook ads. And I met you through, you know, I did one of Lewis Howes' courses and you were in some of his other courses. And we were in like, I think his inner circle coaching group. And, you know, Bradley will connect to this. So between yeah. just doing strength training and that, like, so how'd you get into the whole internet, uh, helping people with internet marketing or Facebook, et cetera? Like what, what, what happened there? Like, when did that come about? Cause I don't think I even know. Okay. So it's actually kind of cool. So, and it, the overall goal was to, how many people can I help? Cause I originally started doing kind of coaching, kind of like what you do with PTs. I was doing that with personal trainers. Mm-hmm. I started doing that and I, I ended up pivoting a little bit, but I'll, I'll tell you. So while I was doing my personal training or personal coaching and whatnot, and this was all in person, right? I had to start doing marketing for it, right? I was like, all right, I want any more people in. Uh, I was working out of a CrossFit, so I didn't have my own building or anything. I was working mm-hmm. out of different gyms actually, but a CrossFit and then another like boutique type of rehab center. And then for one of those other gyms, I was like, here's, so here are the ads I'm doing. Here's what work for you. And back, back then, I did tell you, Facebook ads were really, really simple. So they were really simple. We generated like 55 leads in like six days, which is unreal now, man. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's people that claim that, but it's, it's not so simple now because <laughs> it was just a simple ad, direct response. You know, uh, I think I had bought a course back in the day and it was like, you know, all you got to do is this ad copy and it's, you know, put it to this link on ClickFunnels and, you know, it was really simple. Now it's a lot, now it's a big rabbit hole, man. <laughs> but all right, so I started I started doing ads for that gym. I started doing ads for another guy, another gym that was that was related to to that first CrossFit. And so then I started marketing. In my head, I'm like, all right, how many people can benefit from like a rehab facility? How many people can benefit from personal training, personal coaching? And so that's where coaching kind of came in also, right? So I started teaching people how this, how this started, you know, how the, all this started working, right? And charging each other personal trainers, what's a charge and everything I was, I was doing because it's like the more people I can help, like it's almost like the back end, right? Mm-hmm. If I can help more people, that's my goal. I can't, I can't coach, you know, 500 people, but right. if I have – a hundred trainers coaching five people, you know, that's, that was the idea. Right. Why is that so important to you, Jake? You're going to start doing those seven questions on me, aren't you? (laughs) Man. What's the story behind that? Oh man, that's a good question. You just talking about like health and fitness. It probably has to go back to my personal health and fitness. Mm -hmm. So now you got me thinking about it. So when I was in high school, playing, playing baseball. I wasn't, I wasn't very strong. I was like the skinniest guy on the team. I was really small. I was, you know, six feet, but very thin, you know? (laughs) So I start working out one summer and we start doing bodybuilding stuff. And, uh, we, I start getting really tight, but I'm getting bigger. You know, I put on like 25 pounds over summer. I'm eating everything. And I'm like 16, 17 at that time. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I don't remember exactly. Is going into my senior year, so whatever, whatever that is, you know, I didn't. Towards that senior year, I wasn't getting the probably the playing time that I thought I wanted, and and what I thought I was good, but you know, my shoulder started hurting, my my knees started hurting. Uh, dude, 
everything, everything was, was bad news. Like, cause I started bodybuilding. All I was doing was bicep curls, bench press. I didn't know how to actually train and, and nobody was out there really teaching that, that I saw. And the internet wasn't around like it is now. So mm-hmm. it's a little different. Maybe I would have researched something now. So my goal was after, you know, after that, that's why I got a sports performance most likely. I mean, now I'm thinking about it. It's, you look back and it's like, how can I help my former self? Right. You know? So there was no way I was going to keep playing. My shoulder was, was destroyed. Like I can't, my left arm was, you know, still hurts some like 15 years later. <laughs> it's, um, it's starts. So, now. I, know, I, know, bit, I know some good yeah. physical therapists, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked to one, uh, <laughs> talked to one as I've met him at his clinic. Well, it's so man, I don't think I've really told too many people. I don't think is when I, when I was actually in baseball and I was, I was with teams I went back in the off season and just coached people for free, like coach kids for free. Mm-hmm. And so it was the fall ball. It was around winter ball time. And I would just, here, all right, here's the rehab stuff we're doing. Here's the, here's how you take care of your shoulder. Here's how you guys how flexible you have to be. And I kind of skipped ahead when I was like 2021. 20, so maybe about 10, 11 years ago, I, was I was squatting right and I'm I'm still bodybuilding kind of I started kind of getting the CrossFit mixing around but I wasn't flexible whatsoever I wasn't mm-hmm. mobile I wasn't flexible I wasn't anything so I was squatting and I had I had a, what I thought was an easy 315 on the bar but they were starting to that was when the whole I started learning about you know squat depth and things like that so I was oh I can just I was already squatting like you know quarter squats with it half squats yeah. but you tell me to go full squat depth. And it was, it was, it was bad news, man. Knees caving in, you know, my feet are just ducked out and it was just a bad, it was a bad squat. I go all the way down. I was doing the five by five program. Right. And it was on my fifth set, my fourth rep. I remember this specifically. I, I feel this like pinch in my back and I'm just like, Oh crap. It goes all the way down my leg. And I'm just like, Oh no, bad news. And I stand back up with it. You know, because you can't, you got to, you got to stand up. I mean, it's just, and so I rack the bar. I start trying to stretch my back out a little bit. I thought it was my lower back. I was like, oh no, I, I hurt myself. And that was when I found out, well, what I was told by uh, a surgeon and another, when I got my MRI and everything, they were like, you have a herniated disc in L5, L4, L5. And I was like, uh, gosh, was it L5, S1, 2? Probably what it was. And, but believe it or not, dude, I go do like sprints right afterwards and I'm like in pain, you know, you're 20, you can, you can kind of recover pretty quickly. It hurts. It hurts every step, but you can still do it. Woke up the next morning and I was in, like, I was bedridden for like two weeks, man. It was, it was winter break in college. So I was like, okay, I got to get back to the core. I still got to keep running. I still got to keep doing stuff. And yeah, man, that was, that was the, that was the time I was going into my junior year and I was like, that was running was almost out of it. You know, I was running all the time, you know, it was, it was a tough, it was tough until I started learning a little bit more about body alignment. Right. Mm -hmm. How'd you get yourself out of that position where it was hurting and you couldn't run and, and everything. So it only hurt, at that time, after after two weeks, I kind of kind of didn't work out and do anything, went away, and it would start hurting like for maybe three days out of each month. Mm-hmm. You know, I would stretch. I thought the piriformis stretch would be the stretch. You know, I found that out and I was like, oh, I feel so much better. 
And, and it just, it started evolving until I started learning about alignment, especially when I started in sports performance. I think that was another reason I started trying to get into it because I want to prevent other people from getting hurt and, and, and strengthening good positions and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was probably what really led me into, you know, strength conditioning and not just nutrition, uh, proper body movement and, and, you know, keeping your body symmetric, getting people out of asymmetry and things like that would, would, uh, that was kind of what, you know, led it all to me learning how to align myself better, you know, because it just, it just, it's a progression. I couldn't learn it all at once. Yeah. You start learning piece, you know, one month you learn something you thought was like groundbreaking. You're like, Oh, I didn't even know anything, you know, a year later, you know? So I know. Well, I went to PT school and I come out of it and going like, they didn't teach me the groundbreaking stuff. And it took me yeah. five years to get to go to the next course. I was like, Oh, this is what it all, you know? So you mentioned the FMS before, by the time I went to the SFMA and learned the FMS, I was like, oh, this is what it's all about. And then mm-hmm. years later, I'm like, Oh, here's the next day. It's like, oh, there's, there's always something new that kind of helps make things and put things into in perspective. And like, Oh, I wish I knew, like when I was racing bikes, I wish I, you know, knew how to eat well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I did yoga every day and CrossFit every other day and race bikes, but I, I didn't have that luxury. Yeah. Um, do you know, I used to, I played baseball in high school. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. I, was a, I played, I was a freshman and there were, I think there were 11 seniors, no juniors, one sophomore and three freshmen. And I sat on the bench the whole year and they didn't oh. even give me a varsity letter. They were like, oh, well, you no. didn't play. I'm like, we lost every game by the fifth inning. And you never put me in, you know, it's like I chased oh, no. every home run ball from the other team. So that was the end of my baseball career. I was like, I'm not wasting my time on this next year. Oh man, you'd have been a heck of a pitcher, man. Your arm is like, you're so tall. It was just- <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard for me to hit, you know, like I can't hit the wall, you know, <laughs> I'm better. I'm better getting on a bike and just, so training, how'd you get like, so how'd you get into, so you were, you were helping other people. Mm-hmm. teaching them how to do Facebook ads. Like mm-hmm. what was the next thing? Like how, how'd you end up in like, how had we like, I know where we met, but like, how'd you end up there? Like how'd you end up in like Lewis's course? What is it that you were doing to learn and invest? Can you talk about, you know, how'd you get there and why is it so important to, you know, for you to continue to invest in yourself and, and build, you know, your knowledge and. Yeah. I don't think actually anyone's actually asked me that from that time to, you know, time. So I ended up moving to Alabama after Florida mm-hmm. and I had some good mentors back in Florida, just good in-person people. And in Alabama, I lived in a place where it was pretty like isolated. So I started getting online and started, I was already listening to podcasts when I was in Tampa, but you know, Lewis, Lewis house had a podcast, uh, you know, Pat, Pat Flynn had a, a podcast, Smart passive income. Yeah. All right, so in the in the background of all this, you got you got to know that I was I was very interested in websites and and coding and I was still kind of geeking out on a lot of that stuff. And I was really starting to get into personal development and things like that, sort of reading about and it kind of changed my mindset a, a lot. My very first experience with that was actually in a CrossFit course. Um I don't think they offer anymore. It was by uh Greg Amundsen. Uh, it was a goal settings course. Mm-hmm. My very first experience to that, and it was kind of like game changing for me. That was, you know, I'm, I know I'm skipping my timeline, but that was before I went into baseball. I took that that course, and it's like 
250. It was like a no brainer at the time. Well, actually, now it's a no brainer. Back then, it's probably a lot of money. <laughs> so this is uh, it's just funny how that works. But I took that, and then it was always kind of in the back of my mind: how do you better yourself? How do you how do you get better at like everything you're doing, right? So just from mindset, you know, not just positive thinking, but how to actually apply and, and things like that. So that's where Lewis House uh, podcast kind of kind of came in and is that school of greatness thing. And it's just, you know, it's all about that stuff man, and bettering yourself and being, being great. Right. So I, I got into his seven figure webinar course. And then just from there, I kind of just got everything, uh, and a lot of other people too, you know, that have their blogging courses and, mm-hmm. and copywriting. It's uh, doing a blogging course, got me into copywriting and got me, it's just a big rabbit hole. And like, that's kind of how I, uh, started learning a lot of this, you know, advertising, especially for myself. And so here's one thing I haven't mentioned yet. At that time I was teaching everyone else, you know, about advertising and stuff. I was also doing online coaching because mm-hmm. like I said, I moved to Alabama. So I wanted to get in, keep in touch with people from Florida. That's I was, that's where I was doing. I was doing Tampa, Clearwater, uh, St. Pete area. I was doing personal, doing personal training. And so when I moved, I wanted to keep in contact. We had, we had, I had everything set up on an app. I had a membership course on ClickFunnels. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. And I was doing online coaching and that's what I started doing ads to for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was doing ads for people for their, their business and, and their training and then ads for myself on online training. So I started learning even more when it came to a lot of the coaching and, and advertising for a lot of the marketing for a lot of that. And then having to sell online, you know, was actually a lot easier than what I've seen people do because I, I actually sold higher ticket in person. So that was also a, a kind of a game changer for me. I actually had to do it in person rather than a lot of people going online and trying to create a webinar and uh, when I saw took these webinar courses, that was kind of the the very end of it all was what I saw people kind of flay a little bit or like when I see people do video sales letters or some type of even a even a Facebook video on mm-hmm. on just their Facebook page, the asking for the sale or the you know getting to the offer part was always the struggle what I always found for a lot of people. But because I had to break through that so quickly in person, it was quite easy to transition to online because right. I'm just looking at a camera and just saying, you know, my perfect person is right behind this camera. And now I'm just talking to them. Like it's, you know, I've known them forever. So right. does that answer your question? Let yeah. me see. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, so from, from Lewis's courses, that's where we met. And so, mm-hmm. and I know that you're constantly reinvesting in other masterminds and coaching and, mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table helps me. And I'm, would hope that some of the stuff that I've done is, is, is reciprocated. Definitely. Working together with you. you. You've already, you're like, you're really good at this. Like, why do you need to keep going and keep learning? Why do I need to keep doing what I'm doing? Why, now? Yeah. Why do you, why do you continue? Because look, you're already really good and you help other people, uh-huh. you know, like, why are you still going and investing money in other coaching? And other masterminds and oh well I keep investing oh man there's always always learning you know actually that might have come from just the whole strength conditioning or nutrition and in the background of that whole thing in the beginning and strength conditioning there's always like this it's sometimes kind of redundant they kind of just make what's old as new I, I kind of see that you know <laughs> but, right 
Oh, I've got this new, this new thing. It's the, it's the Aaron LeBauer maximize your thing thing. And we're just going to train you for three weeks really hard. And then one week off and then three weeks really hard, one week off. And then you're going to go to your event. Right, 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 right. That's, so I made that up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, you just call it a different name. I think I just saw something of, uh, I got an email from, from some, uh, from actually a governing body of, of all this stuff. And it was like the new hybridized, what was it? Hybridized strength conditioning or something like that. I was like, Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, when, once CrossFit came around, by the way, it really started ruffling up some feathers. So they started to start calling things different names and right. that was always fun. And I know that happens in the, the physical therapy world too. You know, all these, all these physical therapists come out with their own program, but it's like, Oh, we've, we've done something similar to this. Right. But now you have a new name to it and a slightly different, you know, right. there's, there's all these tools. So the one that I love is there's all these tools for doing soft tissue mobilization. So you can, you know, one company is you, you can rent their tools for $2,000 a year. Another one, you buy their tools for 2000. Another one, it's $500. But all you do is you can go to a Chinese soup spoon for 99 cents and use mm-hmm. the little plastic soup spoon. And it You're just, talking about Graston, Graston and Gua Sha? Graston, yeah. Gua Sha, Aston. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's another couple of them, and it's just like yeah, there's still yeah. After Grassin was like ART, blah blah, oh, yeah. like this whole model is just like well, you can just use your fingers and a spoon if you want to use a tool for nine mm-hmm. cents, and it's like you don't need a three thousand dollar tool Mm-mm. to do. But that's the marketing. That's 100%. the thing. It's like they've done a great job marketing and selling. So I have get sold, back to- sold, I have sold a, a version of a Grassin tool from AliExpress, and it was the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, that's another affiliate, you know, side. Right. right. So, so back to this investing, like why is it so important for you to keep reinvesting in yourself? Well, first of all, there's always something I don't know. I don't know everything. And being around people who are constantly trying. So the reason I go to masterminds and things like that, I buy into masterminds. Being around people who want to better themselves, it's almost like iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. And so you want to be better. And then you have a conversation with someone else that wants to be better. And it's like just more knowledgeable or, you know, you want to be more articulate, whatever it is. Like, so why do, why do people go to Toastmasters? Right. So I started going to Toastmasters when I was doing those $5,000 uh, packages. And I know I'm saying oh, a lot, but I'm just thinking that because you never, I've never been asked these like, a lot of these questions. So got me you thinking been on this show yet. <laughs> I know. So there it is. Wow. Now I'm catching myself. So that was a, that's a Toastmasters thing, right? I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because once you get around people who want to be better, not only does it make you want to be better, but it actually does make you better. So it's almost like by osmosis, you start getting better and you hear the way other people talk. You hear the way other people carry themselves. Or you see the way they carry themselves. It's like, well, I could be that guy or I am that guy. And, and, you know, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. That's the money I want to make. And it's just natural. You know, you just want, for me, it's natural. I want to be around amazing people. So I put myself around amazing people. And yes, there's some technical learning and things like that. But most of the things, as far as like masterminds, you're not learning anything super crazy. You're just like, get that aha moment of like, oh, I've, I know this. This is all they're doing. And it's like, put two and two together and you have, you know, winning formula. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
like this past weekend when I was at Bedros's mastermind, it was like, I had like 10 aha moments. I was like, I was like, holy shit, holy shit. Like that's all you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was like, uh uh-huh. And you're just around other people that aren't going to try to tear you down. They're just going to try to help build you up and, you know, share what they are doing. That's a winning formula. That's part of it, isn't it? It's like the, the, the masterminds, everyone's just trying to like build each other up. Yeah. You know, yeah. they want to help you in any way, any way they can. Even if it is okay, let's say some people do come to me and it's like monetary, they want to pay them. Even still, whatever services it is, it's probably going to help me. Right. You know, they're, they're investing the same way you are. Right. Well, and you're also starting at a level of, it is now we're starting the conversation with, what are you doing? Oh, that doesn't work. I'm going to kind of try to pull you back down. We're already starting like, what do you do and how are you becoming successful? Or mm-hmm. what's your most successful thing? Or how are you going to double your business? It's like, oh. It's like, it's like, yeah, I have had a conversation at much more play, like an even level or a higher level from where you would with people around you that are just employees. Right. Right. It's funny because I have tried to recently just kind of put myself in a, in my own like box and, and only be around people who have a business online or, or something like that. Otherwise, don't talk about work. Maybe only talk about sports with those mm-hmm. other, like employees or things like. Hey, you might just make people mad. You know, that's what I found out recently over Christmas break and and you know things like that. Uh, this this past month and a half ish, you just make people mad when you start talking about scaling and growing. And it's like, well, you know, other people's imposter syndrome pop, pops out. You know, it's like, well, what makes you so special to do that? I mean, I've talked to other strength coaches and be like, Hey, when are you going to write a book? You know, you, you, you're, you're awesome. You know? And he's like, well, I still got a few more things to learn. And I'm just like, man, like you could, you could change a game right now. Just in, just, and just in one niche, you don't need to be the, the God of strength conditioning. You know, you just need to be really, really good at helping a specific group of people reach their goals. Right. No, I've, I've talked to those people too. And they're like, like write your book. And they're like, no, I just need to learn one more. I'm like, or I need, I need one more level of success. I'm like, no, you don't. Or what is success? Right. What is, what does that mean? I mean, if you already hit it, do you, do people, does that mean you have to be more popular? What is success? Cause does he have to hit another 10 K a month? Is that successful? What is, what is it first define it and then tell me why you're not re- writing that book, you right. know? Right. Uh, I mean, to me, success is helping one person. I wouldn't have otherwise helped. I mean, just, right. One person. That's all I need to do. When it's as clear as that, that's pretty clear. It's pretty pretty simple even. If you want to have somewhat simple, very specific, very clear. And once you do that, if you're hitting your goal, it's successful. What's stopping you from having that next success? You know what I mean? It's just right. really cool when it becomes like that. But I mean, you've been around guys. <laughs> you've been around that, you know, so. Well, that's it. It's like, you know, it's like being around people, environmental exposure, being close to them. You know, because we can all go learn a lot of this stuff on YouTube, but it's like, who do I, you know, I can hear from someone, but if I don't trust them or see them or be able to read their body language so that we can have a conversation. It's like the first time we met when we were, you know, it was, it was a lot different, more powerful. We got a whole lot of stuff done by being in, in proximity, mm-hmm. you know, which made a huge, huge difference. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's why you came here for almost a week, uh, at the beginning of the year, it's like, cause the proximity, it makes a huge difference. hundred percent energy is different. I mean, we're, we're, we're just being there for, was it four or five days? Yeah. 
it was, I mean, how, we were, we were doing like 12 hour days. Yeah. And I, we were tired at the end of the day, but I mean, I still went to bed with ideas, you know, and I was woke up with a, you know, ready to execute. So it was a different, it's much different than just being on your own or something similar, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you, so I'm going to kind of shift a little bit. So you do like one of the first things you came on with me to do was Facebook ads Mm -hmm. and you do so much more than that. But I want to talk about that for a minute because a lot of people come in and and Facebook ads are sexy and everyone wants to go, I got to do Facebook ads there. I mean, and we've talked about this. There's, there's a lot of problems people have that they're not solving, but they just think that they need to get in to do Facebook ads because Facebook ads will solve other problems. So can you talk a little bit about what have you seen that people are doing that's working? So like what, what works with Facebook ads? How does that work? And what are people missing out on or what do they need to do before they're able to run a successful campaign? Or, I mean, you could run a successful campaign with some things, but like what is successful and, and what are some things that they need to ensure that they have? And, and all I, we'll, we'll talk about the details as we go along, but I want to kind of get to those two things. It's like, what works with Facebook ads? Why do they work? And, and what do we need to have in place before they'll work for us, before someone can work with, or someone should work with an ads person like you, you know, to, to be effective and time, time efficient and spend their money wisely. So there's a couple things that just went through my head when you were saying a lot of that. And, and first of all, I would have to say is like, I actually have this ebook out there somewhere, but it's like seven things you should know before working with a Facebook ads manager. And that was what I was running, you know, I've had my whole agency built around different type of niches and I don't just have one agency page. Anyway, we can talk about that another time. But one thing I see is like, if, you're, if someone's just going to work with you without knowing your business, like we're not going to get on a phone call or a Zoom, I won't always get on Zoom calls or any type of in, in person. If they're just going to work with you without finding out about you, they're, they're just not a good fit. That's just not, that's not the person you want to work with. Any even agency, a higher, higher end agency wants to know every single part of your sales process before they even start working with you because they want to know where to send this traffic to. They want to know if this is even going to work. So what are people doing right? Let me, let me start with that question. People that are getting it right are, are finding out their audience very quickly. And what's cool about Facebook is they want your money, right? But they can't keep getting your money if they're not giving you results. That sounds familiar, isn't it? So it's interesting because a lot of people are afraid to put money into Facebook or like, let's say they're not afraid to put money in Facebook. You have to figure out who's looking at you. And if you have to start off with a relevancy of one, just to start trying to figure out who's interested in you, there's ways to retarget people that makes your relevancy higher on your next ad. So it's almost like you can take this big shotgun approach. Facebook's going to help you optimize it because they're only going to show it to people who are actually watching the videos, mm-hmm. clicking your links and things like that. And where, where it's really getting done is on the back end when you start retargeting those people. So that's what's working. So what I've seen people do is throw down $50 a day on, on just like one ad or one campaign, just big like shotgun approach. And they do that for like a good week. So quite a bit of money for a lot of people. The cool thing is you start narrowing it down on the back end and you can actually start retargeting. That's where everyone kind of starts talking about, oh, I got, you know, two cent clicks. I mean, you've had, gosh, half a penny view on some videos, you know. But 
on for three second views or whatever it was, 10 second views. It's interesting because they see that 300, whatever, was it seven, seven times $350? They see that's like a big waste of 350. Right. But like, what are you spending on marketing? And look at it, money and time. What are you doing that's, that's already wasting your money? That seems like the fastest, easiest finding of your audience for $350. I'll take that all day. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to spend $1,000 on some type of flyer campaign. You don't know who that's going to. Just because of proximity to you doesn't mean they want you. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather, I'd rather to get the 350 a day. You're going to see pretty good results. It may not be the best ad. It may not have the best relevancy right at first, but it's going to start optimizing later on, especially when you start retargeting. And, you know, some people only want to spend, man, I've seen some people want to only spend a dollar a day, $5 a day. And we've done tests where if you spend that $50, $10 a day, right? And you have five days, right? So that's 50 bucks, $10 a day, five days. You actually get better results at optimizing if you just spend $50 in one day. Mm-hmm. Facebook wants that. You want your money, man. They want to give you speed. They, want, they don't want you dragging this whole thing on. So it's, I have a, a little bit of different approach. And I think that's why we've seen better results, especially off webinars and things like that. I keep, when we have like a webinar week and I would love to see a physical therapist do a webinar into their services. I, I would love to see how that works because I haven't seen anybody do that yet. Yeah. Derek's and, starting to do that, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's gonna, I think, you know, the value given up front on a webinar, it's like, I just had this conversation uh, last week. It was like the, what a webinar is, is like entrepreneurship all in one. Mm-hmm. right it's very interesting you got you got your copy you got your sales pitch you get your you know you got a whole presentation uh, of like pictures and everything dude it's a whole thing rolled up into one and online you know marketing it's just yeah. crazy and the value you can give is literally as much as you can give in that one like 45 minutes to an hour some people go longer than that and you know those those people are very you know they have that kind of time you can go ahead and do it and the cool thing about that webinar is that it can be reused for training later on, given to current clients. It can be it can be doing a lot more good than just that one time. So, yes, it was an hour, but it's almost like you can put it into fifty hours because you can show it to fifty different people or more than that. You know, it's unlimited. So, what's I've seen working? All right, answer that first question is. Facebook ads are still the most; they're still the cheapest, even though they're getting more expensive. Uh, as we've noticed too, even though we've had as low as half a penny views, we've had leads come in at $7, but even off a cold, I remember it was off a cold audience and, you know, that person converted, you know, or those people, some of those people converted. So all your ads are paid for there and, you know, it just kept optimizing. So it's like, if you're investing in who you're going to be talking to, and that's where a lot of people, when they just start, wanting to put content out on their Facebook page or a blog, nobody's viewing it. And that's where SEO became a thing. I was also doing, I did SEO for a little while too mm-hmm. in there with the websites and things. And that's why that's so important, but that takes time. Right. You know, a lot of SEOs will tell you it takes, you know, SEO guys will take you three to six months to see results. What if I can see results in less than a month? 
mm-hmm. you know, for the same less money, you know? So it's just one of those things of like, well, what do you, how do you value your time? How do you value your money? And you're paying it with one, one or the other. And that's one thing I guess I wish I told myself in the very beginning, I'd have spent, you know, thousands of dollars a day from the very beginning. If I would have, if I would have had that many leads that cheap and I knew it was going to keep coming, you know, and knowing what it is now, you know, I was, geez, eight X my results back then, you know? Right. So That's insane. But yeah. yeah, I mean, had I known five years ago, I know. Why? You know, like, had I known 20 years ago, I would have gotten LeBauer.com, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I felt lucky to get my name. But, and then, so what was the second part? Um, so what are people doing? Like, what are, what are people doing wrong? Or like, what do they need to make sure that they have in place before they really start running effective Facebook ads? Like, because you could run a Facebook ad with nothing. Right. And it's an okay strategy, but there are some other things in place that that people should have, you know, before they do it or, you know, to maximize the number of leads that are coming in, et cetera. Like what are some of the things that you would want someone, if, if someone wanted to actually come work with you, like what do they need to have in place and going on before you're like, yeah, it's worth the, it's worth the amount you're going to invest in having me do the Facebook ads for you. Right. Right. So my question back would be, well, how big, how big do you want to grow? If you just want one or two clients, we can, you know, you can run an ad yourself right now, you know, straight to set up a call with yourself. And if you have a lot of free time, that's cheap for you, you know, just run an ad, do a call to action to yourself, get on a phone call, come get discovery, whatever you want. And you have the free time. Okay. Especially if you're kind of like brand new or you only have... Uh, patients, you know, three times a week, you can get these calls on, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, for example, whatever. And you can do that yourself. But if you're already a little busy, right? Everyone's always busy. We're always, we're always busy. But if you're already busy and you do not have a process to get someone that's a brand new lead to either automatically email them, phone call them, text them, something, or have someone do that for you, whether it be a person in your office or a VA or, or something like that, you, that, that's what's going to be the hard part because where do you, where do you start putting your, your, your investment, your time investment to, where do you put your money investment to? You start trying to build a process or do you start trying to do it yourself? And mm-hmm. in my opinion, they should have a process set in place. And you talk about that. I'm sure you, you talk about that in your, your marketing course, right? You know, you build this whole process up before you, you start doing running Facebook ads and the process of having a email marketing list or having an email marketing campaign. Yours goes out for how many days? If you want to share that. Yeah. I want to, it's at least three months. Uh, I can't remember. It's like 30 something. There's at least 30 or 40 and I loot people in a couple different ways. So it goes out months. I mean, it goes out so months. So yours is actually more complicated than even more. So in my opinion, they only need this one stream at first. There's one right. like maybe, maybe for two, three months of yeah. just emails automated. Value emails, like you go value, value, value pitch or value pitch, value, value pitch. You got to test that because you don't know what your market is. You don't, you don't know if you've never done this. So each email is something a little different, back in call to action to be like, Hey, come on in for a discovery visit. Come on in for a, 
a free eval coming for my case would have been an assessment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we do like a total body diagnostic we'll offer. It's like, come right. in, you know, you know, just reply or click on the link and mm-hmm. et cetera. Like Get up the time what you want. Yeah. And so when they click the link, is it automated, right? Or do you, are you, they going to try to Facebook message somebody? Are they going to try to get on a phone call with somebody? Do you have that process in place? Where's the bottleneck, right? Yeah. So if they get all hung up on this, like one email, there's one click and the thing about this, the, the link doesn't work, you know, it redirects them back to your website and not to the actual page on the website you want them to, or that's why I like ClickFunnels so much or something like, you know, whatever, whatever people use, but I like ClickFunnels so much because you can create a new page just for that email and mm-hmm. retarget that page. And there's some, there's some Facebook ad stuff, right? right? So you can retarget them on the back end, and you can also do that on a website too. It's just more complicated depending on, anyway, you, <laughs> where is that? Where's the mistakes at? Do you know where your, your bottleneck is? Is it to the point where if someone calls you or texts you or messages you, is it going to your personal phone number? That's a problem. Because what if you're treating patients, mm-hmm. right? And then now you have this, someone's calling you and you're treating patients. I've had this problem with, with some people before. I got all these leads coming in, but they're not converting because they're calling or they're you know, messaging these guys and they wouldn't get to them until the next day. And that, that's where the person's gone. They're already... They want the problem solved. They don't want to wait on you. You're not that important. That's what I've learned. I'm not that important, you know, until I can get the, the result, right? Then I become important. Then it's a whole thing of like, well, now they can't have this experience, you know? So where's your bottleneck? And do you even know? That's why, that, that's why, that's why your marketing course, man, is that's a game changer. Uh, they need to have the, <laughs> the processes in place. And then we can start thinking about driving more traffic to that, to your offers. Right. Cause then you won't even know if your offers convert. What, what is it? Are you, are you selling good? You know, do you, do you sell, do you sell? Do they, you know? do they convert to a warm audience? Like do they even convert to a warm audience? Because I, you don't, you don't want to believe how many conversations I've had recently. And I say recently in the past six months of with people who say that their conversions are, you know, if I've nine, nine out of 10 people walk into my business, I, I got nine out of 10 of them converting. I was like, all right, well, where are they coming from? They're just walking in randomly off the street. Have they seen your website? It's like, oh no, they were referred to me. I was like, well, yeah, they're not just walking in randomly. That's not a cold audience. That's a very warm audience with, with testimonial. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we try to build on ads, but it's, that would take, you know, if you're trying to do five bucks a day, it's going to take some time, right? you know, cause you're not going to be able to reach those people right away. But once you have this as like a well-oiled machine, man, you got, you got testimonials hitting these people after they've already seen your value. After, and then you, they, then you have a call to action afterwards. And you have something that you can literally, I would never turn it off. You know, I would just make sure I had the processes in place to take care of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's the big thing that I, I see is that people, they, they, they don't know who they're talking to. They don't know who their customer is. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't know who their the message is for. They they don't or they don't have a a proven offer. Or I mean, they've got a they've got a good uh, solution to the problem, but they haven't you know proven that their offer is like something that's that's good that people want. The way mm-hmm. it's the way that they're speaking about it, their offer, they're selling it, and they don't have a follow, way to follow up. 
you know, and it's just like, okay, if we don't have those things, like, yeah, we can bring in more leads, but sometimes more leads isn't the problem. You know, more, marketing is most, most of the time is not the problem. Right. You know, it's most of the, most of the time that not, not at first. I, I, how many people will we hear say, well, I need more Facebook ads, but in all reality, they just need to know how to sell better. Right. You know, right. Uh, seeing, you know, seeing patients like one to two visits, like I get better in one to two visits. I'm like, well, are you getting them better or are you just getting them out of pain? You know, right. Getting them a little, well, you know, and what's the next program? Right. right. What's the next program? Uh, you've been saying it to me all the time. Like, Aaron, what's next? Well, it's, yeah. So now you're out of pain. Here's the next thing. It's yeah. like, just because you're out of pain doesn't mean that you move well, you know, and you're not going to be there in three months without my help. You want to know what we were doing was, or I say we, I had one ass- assistant, I guess, back then. What I was doing with my, my personal training or personal coaching was I'd have different blocks for people and they would go into different phases of their training. Mm-hmm. And so like if I was training a CrossFitter, sometimes they just, they weren't built. They're not built to hold something overhead, right? They didn't have the, they're doing a, a snatch or something like that. They just could not, they didn't, they weren't strong enough. So right. maybe that person needed a little more hypertrophy before they had some strength training just to support something that's going on, you know, with the, with the movement. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have to get jacked, you know, like a huge bodybuilder, but you know, each phase would be something different and each one would come with a different experience. Each one, you know, or do they need to build more speed? Cause you're not going to do that right after bodybuilding. You're going to build some power, maybe some strength and some power, you know, you're going to kind of go in these cycles and, and learn a new skill during each one of those cycles. So now you're teaching them skills. That's my world. You know, right. what, what are we doing? What are we doing with physical therapists? You know, or, or, is everything you just fixed in, in there was a, there's a, there's a thing out there. I think it's run by, I don't know. They, they support CrossFit a lot, but they, they promise you get better in three visits in and out. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember if they accept insurance or not. They kind of just gave us free treatment uh, because I was a coach uh, at that time. So just to refer people there and I always thought, I was like, well, what happens to the people after they get back in pain? Because they treated me because I already had my disc problem and I already had my back problem. And they were like, well, you need something more. You need to get surgery. I'm like, so you're telling me if I'm not better in three visits with you, I need surgery. Mm-hmm. It just didn't compute. You know, it does not compute with that. It's always, most people listening to this knows that the body's always adapting, right? So how in the world am I going to get better after three visits? Yeah. There needs to be something afterwards that 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 means that you I'll be I'll be working with you in some some way or another right mm-hmm. now whether that be an online training course or I come in once a week and you have an online thing I say I say come in once a week because again in person is always more powerful but that was when I was doing you know training and so if I can get them on an online course where they come meet with me once a month or do a zoom call or something like that once a month get them on the ball you get them rolling you know and there's so many, so many avenues you can take on that. You just need to, you need to make sure there's some type of continuity working with people. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's like, what's one ninja thing that people can do? If some, someone's listening, they've already started some Facebook ads. What's mm-hmm. one ninja thing that they could do to make their ads convert better? One ninja thing. Yeah. Which of the 20 of them are you going to share? Oh gosh. 
I mean, I want to give people the most complicated, you know, funnel system there is, right? But yeah. what's one thing I guess people can execute on? One ninja thing for Facebook ads. You didn't catch me off guard. Well, first, I'd like to know, are people retargeting? Are they doing videos? And are they retargeting people that are, that are doing videos? Mm-hmm. And are they retargeting that video? So now you're getting three videos deep. You know, if someone's, so for example, I can retarget someone if they watch 50% of my video. First of all, that'll tell you if you're good enough on video mm-hmm. and you have how much better you need to be. If someone's not watching half your video and, and if it, or if it's just too long, they'll tell you, the audience will tell you based on their actions. So yeah, let's, say, let's say you're awesome on video, you're very personable and you got 50% of your, 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 your video watched by, you know, a lot, let's say a thousand people. So it's quite a bit, right? Especially for a local area. Mm-hmm. Now I can build a brand new audience based on that 50%. Now the next video, I retarget only those 50% of people, right? Think about how much more engaged those people are going to be. It shouldn't be a 50% watch time. It should be much higher. And if it's not, what are you talking about? What makes it different? Let's say you're out on a golf course and you go, you know, you go swing and then you start talking to a video. First of all, that's kind of a little pattern interrupt. I, I, and I start talking to you at a golf course. Like who does that? Right. First of all, I, by the way, this is like off the top of my head. And so now I, I do a three minute video based around a golf swing or a back pain and a golf swing and try to limit the word pain on Facebook. Facebook doesn't like when you start saying back pain and things like that. Just say issues right now, mm-hmm. as far as this, this type of recording is issues, the word issues works, or There's maybe you don't have a very long text in your video. You just have maybe a short little blurb and then watch this, you know, or the captions, the, on, on your video mm-hmm. title and hit, footer kind of caption that works too. But let's say on our second video, you start talking about tennis. You're retargeting those golfers. That's probably not going to convert as well. Right. Right. But if you go on the same topic as golfers, and so now you're saying, you know, you start talking about you want to gain 10 yards uh, to your drive, right? 10 more yards. It was one simple trick, right? It's mm-hmm. almost like clickbaity in a way, but you get people watching and you start talking about posture. And then in there, when you start talking about posture, you re- reiterate that, Hey, you had back pain, right? Maybe that's halfway through your video, right? So now where, where is this video leading us? And then let's say that that might convert higher than 50% or at least people watching it. Retarget those people with an offer, mm-hmm. right? But if you're going to go on this other trail of having uh, targeting people with tennis, doesn't make sense. Right. D- you're not going to have, I don't care if they liked you or whatever. It's, it's really tough to do that. So you would just need to have a different ad, retarget a different audience, and, and you can do a tennis you know, ad, but make sure you're talking to people. And at the same token, you got you to make sure you're talking about something that people First of all, it's something that you know about and you know you can help someone with because it's going to come across off video. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do the exact same thing off of like actual print, you know, articles and things like that. You send someone to your blog. If you have a blog and retarget the people that went to your blog, retarget people that went to a certain page on your blog, you can do the same thing. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how ninja that is. That's just, to me, it's common sense. Yeah. So 
I don't know what people don't know, you know, because right. right. there's some other things like hiding your videos and running ads to those hidden videos. And, you know, there's little ninja things like that. And it works quite well. After we've, we've done some stuff, it worked quite well. So it's interesting. It'd be, I'd be interested to know what people don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Because most people that I talk to now is like, they're not even running ads. So something basic is already going to be something that's a right. you know, rocket surgery. Wow. Awesome. That's great. That's, that's, a, that, that's, that's good. And it's very important um, for people to understand because a lot of times I'll click through people's stuff and I'm like, like my website's not converting. Aaron, can you take a look at it? And I'm like, well, you promised one thing. And then the next page I go to is promising something else. You know, it's just like, it's just not congruent. We talked about it too. It's like, maybe let's say it's not congruent, but because you were really interested in the person, let's say you go try to opt into their thing and it takes like three different ways just to even get to their first email. Right. Well, that's broken. Right. You know what I mean? And you, you were able to fix a lot of that stuff for people too, where it's like, you can just tell them, it's like, Hey, this is, this, this process is broken. Yeah. It's taken me too long to get to know you. And by this point, it's just annoying and I don't care. Yeah. That was uh, someone that was running a webinar and they have like 30, 40,000 followers on Instagram. And it was like, okay, I'm trying to go to the webinar and I had to click the link, find the email, click the link, find the email, click the link. And then I had to register for the webinar twice. And then find it, it was just like, it was four or five emails before I even got to the webinar or the free download. And it was just like, it was actually like four too many. Yeah. You, you know, know, what's funny. You know, what's funny is they were probably, you know, they'll probably say they have a high conversion ratio mm-hmm. on, their, on their webinar because the people that actually did that were probably really, really wanting to buy from them. Right. That right. doesn't mean that, that other people wouldn't have bought or if it was easier, you know, why does Amazon have that one click button? You know, yeah. it's gotta be easy. It's gotta be simple. We're, we're living in an age now where instant gratification is the, the one thing that we could, if I could sell instant gratification, <laughs> person. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. Like I got instant gratification in a box. It can be yeah. yours for $9.99. Well, think about this. It's like, if I could have, what's well, it's, it's funny. The marketing course is, is as close to that as it could be simply because it's telling you everything you need to do. Most people just don't want to put in that time. Right. So they're going to spend all the money. <laughs> just to, they're going to waste a lot of time, which wasting a lot of money for what they're doing. And that's as close as it could be. It's almost the same thing as when I run ads for people or, or anything, let's say we're writing articles for people or something. If I could just all of a sudden have a thousand people view that article without running ads just instantly. Yeah. Great. You know, awesome. But if you're brand new, you're brand new clinic, or you're still maybe two years in, you don't really write a blog. You really don't do YouTube videos. It ain't going to happen overnight. So like your best bet was to start this yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, your best bet, because it's only going to, first of all, get more expensive. It's going to take more time. And you're, the people's attention are not on you yet. Right. So what makes your attention, you know, so valuable? What makes their attention so valuable, right? Or what makes you so valuable to them? There's there's a couple questions we need to ask for some people. Cause again, I go back to it. It's like, are some people even good on, on, on video? Right. If you're not good on video, you can't say Facebook ads are not going to work. Video ads are not going to work. You're just boring. <laughs> and, right. but if you're awesome on video and you're not on video, again, you're doing yourself a disservice. And you're doing your, your audience a disservice because 
if you have a lot of like, if you're, if you're straight up extrovert and you're, you're, you love talking to people, you love helping people get out there and get on video because they need you. Yeah. I would say even if you're not good on video, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. You can always do like a PowerPoint presentation style video sales letter video. You can do blog posts, you know, stuff, but you know, people are so afraid of being judged. They don't want to do video and then they're bad. And they're all they're thinking about is what other people are thinking about them on video. And that's why they're not good on video is because they're in their head rather than just sharing what they know, which is one, we know one thing I've talked to you about people, uh, trainers and, and physical therapists was imagine your perfect patient is right behind that camera. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to think about that, because a lot of people say they like, for example, I've heard this a lot. And just because of the world that I was in, it's like, I train athletes, right? A lot of people say they train athletes, but they've, it's hard because they've never been an athlete right. or they've never uh, actually worked with athletes. When I was doing, it's funny. Cause when I was still training people, I still trained high school kids. I told, like I told you, and people would just come to me because that's what I was doing. It's what I was already, I was already training baseball. You know, it was already a thing. So people would just come to me even from different sports after that. And I had to go market towards that because it was already happening. Is the way I, I talked. It was the way I sold. It was it was everything. Make sure they're congruent with what they're what they're saying, mm-hmm. and it'll be a lot simpler for people to actually convert. And so, but let's say they do have their perfect patient. Let's say their most favorite patient is they're already working with you know two three times a week or maybe once a week they come in. They don't have a problem with pain. They don't have a a pain you you know. They don't have a problem with showing up on time. They don't have a, everything is perfect. You know, talk to them, make a video like you're making a video for them. You'll be attracting those people more because you're already doing it. Mm -hmm. Most people get in their head and be like, why don't you get new different people? No, you don't. You get the person that's already working with you. You just get multiples of them. Yeah, exactly. There's because you're talking to them, right? You're talking to them at that moment already. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So Jake, I know, I know we could keep going for another couple hours and you and I uh, regularly yeah. just go, I think go at this for hours, but <laughs> uh, keeping in mind the podcast listeners, if they want to learn more about you or get some information or contact you in some way, how do people find you online or where would they find you on you know website or social media? Well, first of all, just mention me in the cash PT nation. I'll probably I'll probably show up. So <laughs> that's probably someone's best bet if they don't know. But what I'm thinking about, Aaron, what do you think about throwing out a, a free uh, Facebook ads course? Okay. Yeah, that'd be Just great. Free basic Facebook ads course. Let's see the domain here. Funnels with an S, F-O-R-P-T-S.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Go there. You'll, you'll, get, a, you'll get a free training, get a free Facebook ads course. And because to me, again, if I'm not affecting people as broadly as possible, it's also hard, by the way, to uh, get people who don't understand Facebook ads to get them on board. So, like, mm-hmm. if I can give someone the basics, you're solid. You can do it yourself for a little bit. We, we can amp, we can amp it up, man. It's just right. that's just not that's not the problem. The problem is actually people understanding. So right. We'll, we'll right. fix that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you took my ads from like one to three convert, you know, like the relevance. I, I, I do irrelevant. So like I put in a dollar and get three out and to like put in a dollar and get eight out. 
So yeah, yeah, we were doing that in the very, very beginning. It was one to twelve. Uh huh. That were one to twelve, one to thirteen, and then it became one to eight because it was just already so. Facebook ads got more expensive. Well, that and like you know, you were just the whole you know, the the niches and things like that. Are, you only have so many people we can really talk to. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's, but it's still a machine. Like if I was able to put a dollar in a machine and every time I put in a dollar, it gave me a $2 bill, I'd stay in there all day. That's exactly what, what happens when you build the machine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Jake. I really appreciate you being here. I'm sure people got a ton of value out of this. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron, for having me. We good. We got to do this again. Yeah. yeah I can, yeah. I can have, talked about everything for at least an hour each. So, <laughs> all right, well, we'll definitely have you back on we'll go deep dive into one, one or two specific topics at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, for the cash PD lunch hour, this is Aaron LeBauer and uh, Jacob Campos and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Hey, thanks again for spending your time with us today. If you're a new listener, then thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources and links mentioned, as well as show notes over at aaronlebauer.com. If you found this podcast and information valuable to you, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes and a shout out on social media wherever you hang out. 